Thanks for that piece of lieutenant that's always uh, on his podcast. Thank you. All right, everyone, New York's finest retired unfiltered podcast. This is your 265 Police Live series. I'm Eric Day, most complained cop, NYPD. And along with me is the founder and the co host of the podcast, Sean McCarry, retired lieutenant, unvaccinated. How you doing, my brother? Good, man. Let's talk about uh, de escalation, our favorite word, other than reimagining <laughs> policing. What's de escalation to you, Eric? Oh, man. I, I would need hours and days for this. But you know what? Just in a brief matter, de escalation is almost like what the mayor says, getting stuff done, but getting the job done. When it comes to policing, getting the job done. That's what the escalation is. Absolutely. It's bringing a situation to a close immediately so that it doesn't, it doesn't become more aggressive, more violent. You don't give people more ability to move. It's, 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 it's bringing it to a successful conclusion quickly. And that's not what we've been seeing today. When we when we hear the word de-escalation, I see the exact opposite of that. Yeah, I mean, you and I have put out memes about it. I think it's it's really reflective, right? Because their ideology of de-escalation is care bears responding, putting out this light from your chest. You've said it before. And I think what they think de-escalation is, is a sense of using time and waiting someone out or groups out to disperse themselves, to bring themselves to well and have the least amount of engagement with the police. And that's their ideology of de-escalation, which is a complete fallacy because sometimes de-escalation is aggressive control and immediate interaction to get the job done, to bring something to a quell. Absolutely. You're in a household. You keep the the agitated parties or all the parties whether they're agitated or not because moments uh situations change in a moment's notice you keep them out of the kitchen someone makes a move towards the knife boom that is a physical you have you will de-escalate physically by getting that person in handcuffs you're at an edp job and and it starts to become tense and you can see that it's going to get violent i mean you look at the patrol guide you'd be sitting there for eight hours this person's going to jump out the window hang themselves tie a rope around their neck get a gun, get a knife, kill you. When really what we should do and what I always did at EDP situations is get them cuffed immediately, get them in the ambulance. Oh, absolutely. Also, I think what, what they what they reflect, and when I say they, I mean the New York City Council, the Review Board, the progressive policies, these leftist politicians, this anti-police movement, when they think of de-escalation, I think that they think of their own lives because they're not thinking about policing, right? Because in policing, we're doing intrusive police work. We're being nosy. We're interacting with people. And once we have an interaction that may lead to an arrest or some type of encounter, then we use de-escalation tactics, which may be putting someone in cuffs right away or waiting it out with time. Depends on the situation, not a one-size-fits-all. But when it comes to these anti-police movement, I think they were thinking about their own lives. And for them, de-escalation is avoidance. You see a problem in an elevator, take a different elevator. You see a problem in the street, take a different street but not for police officers. Our job is to face a situation head on. Yeah, we're the last line of defense. Exactly. We don't We don't have that opportunity. We don't say, ah, you know what? He doesn't feel like getting arrested today, so we're just not going to arrest him. You know, I put out a meme. Anyone that, that follows us on social media, you can look at our, uh, our, our podcast social media or either my and Eric's, and I put out a meme. 
what politicians think de-escalation is. And it's the Care Bears lined up shooting their hearts and their rainbows and whatever else they have out of their chest. And then I put what de-escalation actually is. And it's a photo of the Georgia State Trooper after a male just rammed through a crowd, nailed people with his pickup truck. The Georgia State Trooper did a pit maneuver, crashed into the person's vehicle, disabled the vehicle. And he has the individual who he just ripped out of the window down, face down on the ground with his firearm pointed at him. That is de-escalation. I, I couldn't agree more, right? Again, I want to go back to that. I think that's their ideology, right? They, Which is why we're moving to this. And I'm, I'm, let me not even say we're moving to We've already moved to this hiring process and recruitment of meek, timid, and docile individuals to fulfill the seats of law enforcement for at least uh, the least amount of engagement, which is wrong. That Georgia State Trooper, that's what we should want. That masculinity. We talk about bringing that masculinity, what he did, that masculinity to de-escalate the situation. He saved lives. He brought it to a quell immediately with aggressive control, not avoidance. Avoidance is for civilians. The police department have to face things head on. Absolutely. And they should feel that they have the ability to do that. Unfortunately, in New York City and every other progressive city across this country, they don't feel like that. They don't feel like the leadership has their back. They don't feel like their unions are there for them. They know the media will turn on them. They know everyone will stay silent. Their own will turn on them, including their partners, their sergeants, their lieutenants, whoever is around them. Everyone will turn on them and look for what they did wrong by the by the guide. Right. Because these guides are only set up to find you wrong. So in every situation, for those of you who aren't aware, for every situation you've ever entered, you violated the patrol guide. So when you're completely in the right, we could always just find something to find the reason why we fired you, why you did that scenario wrong. We even see it amongst the NYPD itself. Chief Michael Kemper had made a statement to the public that to avoid a situation, to de-escalate a situation, not to make eye contact, right? <laughs> exactly. Basically, same thing. So he's in line with these progressives to avoid the situation, to not make eye contact, to not have an encounter. That's de-escalation, not for police officers. Police officers are supposed to take action, face the adversary, see their eyes, see exactly what their movements are, and either face it in a physical encounter or face it with your words, but we face it head on. That's the point. We don't avoid it. Absolutely. You know what, John? I got asked a million times as a cop, what are you looking at? I'm looking at you. <laughs> Change the situation, right? Change the situation. That's exactly what it is. We're always looking. We're confrontational. We should be confrontational. We should bring the masculine energy. We should bring in the energy that if you break the law or you not controlling the situation, you will be placed under arrest. You will be issued a summons. You are not going to win here today. Unfortunately, people are winning every day on New York City streets, and that needs to change if we're going to get back to public safety. Eric Adams said it best. Public safety is the prerequisite to prosperity, and I agree with that statement. Unfortunately, there's zero public safety right now, so and that's why we're not seeing the prosperity. That's why you're seeing the empty storefronts. It's kind of funny, right? Because Mayor Adams just boasted that we're back. The city's doing great. There's more jobs. He's even crossing out private sector jobs. There's more total jobs than ever. Lies. It's all hogwash. Total lies. Even Mr. John Shell himself, chief of patrol of the New York City Police Department, said that 
we need to have this conversation more that, you know, it's basically that we're selling perception. You know, crime is out of control. But what I want to ask you this, John, is have you ever heard any politician, because I haven't yet, actually explain what de-escalation is? The only ones that explained it was you and I. No, absolutely not. I don't I don't think that they could tell you one scenario. They won't even give you one scenario. If I could give them a scenario, any scenario, and ask them what the de-escalation is, they would refrain from answering that question, which is why only the brave come on here, right? Only the brave politicians come on here. You know, we, everyone's like, oh, you only have conservative politicians on. Wrong. Well, clearly go on our social media. We invite every leftist, every anti-police politician on here. They don't come on. The conservatives ask to come on here. So we give them the platform. It's easy. We don't we don't put down anybody's voice. I don't care if I don't agree with you. I'd rather you come on here, the people that we don't agree with. I'd rather hear what you believe the escalation is, what you believe investments in communities are, what you believe uh, uh, proven public safety strategies are. I want to hear it but they don't come on here. I, I remember speaking to a reporter from the Gothamist. Right? I'm not going to release her name, but I remember speaking to her and she had asked about the incident in Staten Island where this, the cop in Staten Island was punched repeatedly by a 14-year-old savage thug, female perpetrator. And she had asked me my opinion about the situation, but it was interesting to me. And, and it really reflects on this, right? She said, after those, after those punches were deployed, if you were the cop on the scene, what would you do to de-escalate the situation? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean de-escalate the situation? We're way beyond de-escalating. Now I have to protect myself and overcome aggression. I'm making that arrest. I'm going to respond in the manner that's appropriate and make that arrest. So they love this buzzword. It's almost like a beeping sound. It's like burr, burr, de-escalate, but they don't even know what it means. What do you think she do you think she even knows what she means in that? Like, what is she asking me? No, she absolutely thinks that you're going to do the cab ass there. You're going to magically press this button and de-escalate this person who's, who's punching you in the face, in the midst of punching you in the face. Time out. We don't want this. We respect your pronouns. We respect your gender. We'll call you whatever you want. You can be whatever you want to be. You don't even have to be a human. That's what they think. They like it's it's complete this warped sense of thinking. We're the dumbest generation. This word just proves it. And 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 just that statement alone. What would you have done to de-escalate it? Easy. I'd uppercut her in her face. I'd wrap my hair. I'd wrap her hair around my hand. And that goes for the guys too. With you long hair, that all talking tough. With your slippers, with your socks on, talking like you've been in fights before. I'll wrap your hair around my hand and I'll uppercut you in the face until you either say no more or you can't say anything. One or the other. Uh, I remember being on the phone when she asked me those, those questions. I, I had to take the phone away. I was like, seriously? Did she just <laughs> ask that? I just got punched in the face several times. There's a volatile crowd. And now how am I going to de-escalate? We are way beyond de-escalation. If that's what you believe what de-escalation is, all this care bear stuff and bringing stuff to a quell. My de-escalation is taking action. Probably what's coming next is, is, an, is a straight right hand to overcome aggression and get this person in cuffs. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I, I really, I haven't heard one person yet. I'm just waiting. I would like to invite any politician, conservative, left-wing, everyone's invited here. Please tell me, what is your interpretation or perception of de-escalation? Another statement other than using the word de-escalation or as we heard from Mark Stewart from the New York City Police Department, de-escalation, 
He's supposed to teach a youth about de-escalation. He can't even say the word himself. What is de-escalation? The only ones that have said it is us. We've said it here. Absolutely. You want to de-escalate <laughs> someone punching you in the face? Punch him harder. Punch him faster. Punch him more. I mean, and I'm, I'm like, it's funny, but it's not. Like, it, it really is the truth. At the, at the end of the day, it is the truth. Unfortunately, violence will be deployed. It's a constant. That is what you do as a police officer. If you don't want to admit that, you're in the wrong profession. Because when it hits the fan, you're going to be the first one gone or you're running. One or the other. You're either running away or you're dead. Or somebody else is dead because your inability to uh, react and your ability, your inability to react will be because you will not have realized the grave circumstances that you walk into each day when you walk into that locker room and you put that gun belt on and that radio on. It's time for people to wake up. It's time for people to start telling the truth again. That's what we're doing. Attack a police officer. They're coming at you harder. No, I realized. I, I realized. I think what de-escalation is, it's the buzzword for the Democratic Party of avoidance. Avoidance if it fits their narrative. On a local level, on a national level, and on a global level. Right? We see it with this. De-escalate a situation so that the cops do not have an encounter so they don't make the arrest. So they don't arrest a poor black or brown adversary if it's on a national level. So we don't arrest victimize someone that's poor or homeless but if it's on a global level right they expect israel to step down and de-escalate a situation by ceasefire and by having collective punishment just listen to aoc part of the democratic socialist party of america talk about ceasefire that's what their point is of de-escalation since it's pro-palestinian they expect the israels to remove them israel to remove themselves from the situation and just avoid the conflict altogether Again, you said it, meet violence with violence. That's how you stop more violence. Absolutely. That's de-escalation to me. Put it to an end quick. Peace through strength. Ronald Reagan said it best. That's what I believe in. I don't walk on a subway when I go to New York City, if I take the subway. And I do try to avoid it now because I don't want to deal with it. And I, even if it was safe, I would still avoid it because I just can't stand it down there anymore. Just been through it so many times in my life. But wherever I am, New York City streets, Florida, Miami, wherever I am running around, I got my head up and I'm watching everything and I'm making eye contact. I don't care. That's how I de-escalate situations. I'm not going to be a victim that day. You're not going to just run up from behind me and I'm not going to be aware. If you come into my space, we have a problem. Well, I like to leave it with this. And I challenge any politician, Tiffany Caban. AOC, Justin Brandon, any politician out there right now, if you can give us a perspective and a definition of de-escalation other than what we said today, please come on this podcast. You're welcome. Opposition meets opportunity. I want to hear what is de-escalation other than what you've heard here at New York Spines for Time to Filter Podcast 265 Live. John, got anything to say, brother? I just want to say police work is a contact sport. Doesn't look pretty on camera. Law enforcement professionals dedicate their lives to serving and protecting our community. But who's protecting their financial futures? That's where Laidlaw Blue comes in. Our wealth management platform is specifically designed for the law enforcement community. Laidlaw Blue is a division within Laidlaw Wealth Management run by retired New York City detective 
John McDermott. His status as a retired detective uniquely positions him to establish a deep connection between Laidlaw Blue and the law enforcement community. Our platform is easy to use and provides a range of financial services, including investment management, retirement planning, and insurance solutions. With Laidlaw Blue, you can secure your financial future and provide for your loved ones. Our team of experienced financial advisors understands the unique challenges and opportunities that law enforcement professionals face. We're here to help you navigate the complexities of financial planning and achieve your goals. Laidlaw Blue, secure your financial future today. Book a meeting using the QR code displayed or call us directly on 888-901-BLUE. That's 888-901-BLUE.